What you are about to hear is the Hashtag Cult Podcast. What is a Hashtag Cult? Hashtag Cults are groups that signal membership by using a hashtag or keyword. This allows the group to operate on many different sites and makes them difficult to pinpoint. They use the hashtag model to spread propaganda on a variety of social media platforms without having a central account. This is usually because their ideas are offensive or their methods of communicating are abusive and border on website policy violations. In this show, we will show you the coercive groups and cults hiding in plain sight on the internet. Okay. Hey. 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 I know you have a name. I know you have a name, though. I don't try and trick me. I know you have a name. Better take your time, everyone. Please, everyone, calm down. What's your name? Paulina Pinsky. Okay, that's fine. Good. That was it. Wasn't so hard. I'm Mike Fallick, and this is Hashtag Cult Podcast, uh, where we are making a documentary about a group, and we're gonna. Uh, break it down for you. Break down our raw primary sources, first person, first hand accounts uh, from a group called MGTOW. Paulina, what's MGTOW? MGTOW stands for men going their own way. Sounds benign, is it? No. It's a coercive group, a cult, a cultic relationship, and this is a group that uses the internet to uh, brainwash people into thinking. Um, I believe the core way we've been saying it is that women are evil. I really think that's the easiest way to say it. But yeah. I also think scapegoating is something we'll get to uh, with the help of Paulina's dad at some point. We'll explain what scapegoating is. But uh, yeah, that's the main tenet is that women are evil and that somehow there's a vast conspiracy uh, to do that. Paulina, why I mean, would it matter that we have... Pri- I mean, wait, are you, wait, hold on. This might have been a scoop. Paulina, was, are you admitting women are evil? I was, ab- Paulina. I was about to say, <laughs> not a bad take. Women are evil. Yes, and this uh, is where we reveal this whole cult investigation has been nonsense. And uh, yeah, women women are well, evil. So uh, what? What? Um, why would a primary source... These are all of our interviews with experts and people that have been in cults like this or that have are currently in it or have been out of these cults why is a primary source like that's not more reliable than wikipedia right well i dare say uh a primary source is the best type of source because it is you know it's like finding a well and getting a water from a well versus drinking a a diet coke yeah. There's water in Diet Coke, but there's a lot of other shit in it, too. To use but if you another get water good analogy, well, it's, like, it's like how if you're at a well and some idiot tells you about something that happened a million miles away and not at the well, it's like listening to that mm-hmm. idiot at the well instead of the thing a million miles away. So it's more reliable than Wikipedia? I would dare say so. So what we'll be doing is playing these interviews, breaking down MGTOW, which is a group that thinks women are evil and is a cult on the Internet. And um, we've been breaking down an interview with an anonymous person I knew in my life who uh, is a member of this group, uh, had changed and is now um, struggling with it. And uh, I interviewed them and sort of had an an interview, had an intervention. And so you're going to hear from that intervention today. But we're making a documentary on it. Now, we're not going to explain documentaries to you. That's a, mo- that's a movie. <laughs> Have you heard of documentaries? This isn't Sesame Street. Uh, but we- <laughs> do they? I mean, man, do you think that they explain what documentaries are? Is Sesame Street pretending? To- Everyone stop. Is the concept of Sesame Street a mockumentary? Wait, is it? My mind is blown. Is Sesame Listen, Street a mockumentary? watch... I didn't watch a lot of Sesame Street. Well, that's Streets why you don't know or... what a documentary is. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't teach me how to spell, and I still don't know. Today is Saturday. Arrested, <laughs> de- Arrested Development was created by the same person who worked on Golden Girls. Um, so Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> um, the more you know. Uh, so what you'll be hearing is 
every week we'll do we'll tell you some about some pre-production facts about how we got these first-person interviews. You know, primary sources together. You'll hear some pre-production. We'll go through the interviews, update you on our investigation on the cult of MGTOW, and then afterwards we'll talk about the reaction of that interview. And we'll also have other people on right to talk about cults and things like that. Um, but I wanted to say as a pre-production thing before we started here, the only pre-production note of today is when you go through clips of a documentary and you take the interviews and you mark time codes like we're doing here, that's actually the job of an assistant editor. Um, sometimes a media manager might do something like that, but we kind of want to make terms of publishing and, and creating journalism more open to people. So that's the only pre-production fact for today is that today's uh, this the format of the podcast is based off of assistant editors. Um, hopefully you're listening in order, but we teased it last time, Paulina. Should oh boy, we, did we tease. Should we go to clip number one? I think so. Here it is, everyone. The reason that women are evil and men need to create a group like MGTOW, a cult like MGTOW. Disney. But, you know, I was just, the way I was raised, the way I was th- like taught to think about women, like that they're all sugar and spice and everything nice, I, I just can't. Who told you I, that? A rhyme? Disney movies, the Disney movies my parents, you know, school. You so know, you would like, you are going to say right here that the Disney movies are directly responsible for you being an anti-feminist. It's because, not just Disney because movies. Because they all didn't portray them all TV, as They all tough? kind of push a certain idea. Yeah. Okay. Well, Topanga was a, <laughs> is a Disney character. And Topanga was independent, was not typical, was her own way, mm-hmm. and thought her own way. Uh huh. Did you watch that show? Not really. What no. shows are you going to blame for this? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't get it. Um, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, yeah, that's my reaction. Yeah. Uh, so this makes me think about um, a young lady I, I went to undergrad with, and she wrote her undergraduate thesis on Disney princesses and how they have each been taken out of their context. So their individual movies like Snow White and and Cinderella and, and Belle are projected together as a singular unit when they each are from distinct time and place. I thought um, that was so interesting. We've talked about this, but you told me this before and like. I just think that's so fascinating that we say the word Disney princess when that in itself is a little bit misogynist to decide like, oh, they're all yeah. one princess. <laughs> right. And and I think that's just because they're marketed that way. Right. Like mm. when you think of Disney princesses, they're all like it's like Mulan, Jasmine and and Cinderella all together. When each of those films are very distinct and individualistic and have their own narratives and struggles. Um, but also, you know, I think also this is very representative of the ways in which media culture can inform a perspective. And obviously pointing to Disney princesses feels like a very easy catch all. It's like, oh, well, Disney taught me that. And it's like, how about how about all of your life experience? Like, yeah, really? And I'll point something out about these groups on the Internet. And I say this in the, the interview. Um uh, it's intervention. I have to keep doing that because it comes up in the next few episodes that this is really not an interview. Um, but it's an intervention. Uh, this guy did not watch the movie. They. I have one barometer that I really think could be like a superpower. I know when you didn't make something up. I know when you plagiarized something. I know when you took it from somebody else and you're like, you're copying. I was like, that doesn't sound like you or fresh from you. I mean... I'm not saying when this interview came out to sort of protect people's identities and things like that. But in the years that this person is claiming they watched the Disney movies that they list in this, it would have been really hard to watch. And you would have had to have gone out, angrily bought a Blu-ray or something of like a $50 Disney Blu-ray, had a Blu-ray player. Uh, You know, this is before the era of Disney Plus. Gone out, put it in and done some sort of analysis. He's just repeating something somebody said. And he's hoping that you'll just say, oh, because they co-op feminism, they hope you'll right. say, oh, yeah, I have an opinion on what people think about Disney princesses. Even the person he got it from probably didn't watch the movie. They probably watched a, a woman talk about the problem with Disney movies and reacted to that and wrote their own thing uh, in, in, in some sort of angry reaction. 
Yeah, I feel like it's very easy to make a general statement about media culture, right? Like, it's it's so easy to point a finger and be like, the media did this. Hey, and while just- we're on that, let's play the next clip. That's a great transition. Wait, do you, do you, you, I want you to keep that opera voice. The media did this to me. How could they? Do you play violent video games? Oh my God, dude, don't try and fucking. So, so is this really the media's fault? Are you at risk for killing people? I'm serious. If it's the media's fault, tell me which is the majority of media you've consumed. If it's violent video games, like I said before, I'm not a good regurgitator. I just know that the summation of the content I I was exposed to as a kid kind of taught us to value women a certain way and like expect certain behavior. Video games, now I'm the baritone, it was Halo's fault, (laughs) that's the reason. Listen, if you're not using your diaphragm, we're in trouble. Uh, Should I? Let's see, I have not tried, let's let's talk about, let's do as much of the segment as we can in opera voices, let's like lean back from our mics (laughs) and do it. Everybody's like, I'm done, I didn't sign up for opera. (laughs) He finally had a first-hand experience that did not correspond. Wow. Otherwise, I, it was bullshit. Yeah, so as soon as I question him we, on video games. We should be speaking in Italian, I swear. This is uh, excellent. Um, I don't speak yeah. Italian. So. Well, caro mio ben, credi men. There we go. That's my Mario 64. <laughs> oh. Oh, it's me, Mario. Um, you know, I, I can actually do a really good Princess Peach imitation. Go um, ahead. Mario! Wow. Oh, wait, no, I, I messed that it up. That was a little Hold bit on. closer. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Mario! Peach! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So anyway... um yeah, as soon as I... This show sort of proves what I just said in terms of... Uh, 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 as soon as I list something this person has done, play a video game, then it's not at fault. You know, it is so easy, like Paulina's saying, to blame the media. And we will get into this big time. Uh, MGTOWs are part of the red pill culture, so they blame the Matrix for everything. Um, yeah. Uh... <sighs> What do you think about, I want to hear your thing about, wait, just people just, it, it is so easy to say the media. People don't even blink, same with like, like just people just don't blink an eye. You go video games, screen time. It doesn't matter if there's any science to back up what you say. It's just, yeah, I'll believe that. Yeah, I mean, it feels very like uh, Mothers of America in like 2002 talking about how. No, uh, I've, I've, I've reminded you this before, but it, I always like the chance of when Paulina makes me feel smart by purposefully getting a fact I've told her that was Nancy Reagan was the first anti video game person. And she, uh, on the, on the front of most video games for a while was, uh, the government says this video game is too violent. Um, from the FBI. So, which is always what a little child wants to see before they start playing. It sold a lot of games. A lot of people were like, yeah, that's the violent one. Get me on board. Yeah, m- mother, yeah, mothers, that's sexy. mothers of, <laughs> mothers of. This one has sex in it and violence too. Goodness. Um, I mean, if you're picking up Grand Theft Auto, you're you're getting quite literally everything. Yeah, I mean, there's so many good things that are interesting written about the effects of media, and but but it it's more the earmark of pseudoscience when it's just lit when you think you can just get away with saying it, right? Like there is mm-hmm. the Tetris. I think it's the Tetranemo effect. I forget what it is. I don't know if you if you know that one. Mm-mm. I'll have to someone was shouting the name at their phone. It's the uh, <laughs> it's the effect that like once you play Tetris for a while, you start to like put things organized in that way. Like you see those patterns in the world. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just so easy to say media. It's but it also like at the same time as 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 simple as it is to say it like at the certain point, it's like it is the media at the same time. Like right now. I am off everything, and I feel super withdrawal from not consuming the same bit of media that I was consuming before. So, well, what do you so see? Like this is this is where we'll do like a lesson moment. What do you mean by media? Social media specifically. Ah, different, different, different than TV, right? You're not off TV. No, I could never. Well, there you go. So, like, and I would say, by the way, in doing this investigation. 
uh, a lot. Of, I don't. I think that, my, and this is an opinion, not something we got from these sources. And we're definitely going to be talking about this to people. I see no reason for being able to comment on stuff. I just, yeah. I just don't get it. And I think that that's what makes social media bad. If Twitter was just little short jokes people had, and you could either they, like or retweet those mm-hmm. tweets, it would be great. Well, that's what it used to be. I feel like Twitter in 2013, I used to just like, you know, get drunk and tweet and it would be like this fun, playful thing. And now it's it's a totally different stratosphere. Um, and I, I, I do think that social media can be an instrument for really positive social change, but also double edged sword. Uh, you know, social it also media helps proliferate. not commenting. OK, let me give you an example. If I put up a picture of my kid who is cute, what do you need to say other than cute? What needs to go into a public, published space that's like, that's my kid, he's cute, is what comment can you make other than something negative or something weird? There's only negativeness. Yeah, social media can be a great tool for change. I'm talking specifically about commenting. Just specifically commenting. I don't get it. I don't get it. So you're off it. So you're, I mean, why are you so down on yourself when you know that MGTOWs operate on social media and that hashtag cults operate on? I don't think that that's a bad thing to like what is it called quitter with a w like i don't think that that's so bad if it really affects you that way yeah i i I mostly am worried about you know mostly how i am getting work right now is online and so i'm like oh i'm eliminating myself from the marketing sphere but also you know i keep telling myself like fiona apple doesn't have an instagram but also i'm no fiona apple so i might have to be back on instagram before i want to be um, but I mean, there I is am, this sort I of. Am, I am. I my my mouth is agape that any logic of anything was Fiona Apple did X. That that was a, such a left. Field. Now, I have nothing against her, but that was so left field. <laughs> I did not oh, see Fiona that. Fiona Apple is like my patron saint. I like. I adore her. Well, anyway, for all of you <laughs> out for all of you out there, not basing your decisions on that. Um, let's go to our next clip. I think what you're doing, if in my armchair psychologist moment for a second here, is a thing called scanning. You have hurt in you. And this is where I want the conversation to shift. You clearly, to somebody on the internet, they've gotten to see me right now be very rough towards you. And that is in the purpose of getting to have the second part of the conversation, where I will speak a lot more sympathetically. Mm -hmm. You have a deep hurt in you. You have a deep hurt, my friend. Mm -hmm. You are hurting. And Mm -hmm. one thing that a lot of people who are in pain do is a thing, it has a lot of different names, it's called scanning. And scanning is a thing where you have a hurt and so you grab at things. You say, ah, there it is. I found it. Here's my cause. It's Mulan. I just like, I have a hard time condoning that worldview. It's like, you know... How, how, I just it's it's hard for me to wrap my head around like making life decisions and life philosophies based off of one dimensional c- characteristics. But you know? again, like caricatures. But again, this is what it's hard to do. Is one of the reasons that it's so brilliant and it's evolution, not a not a choice, but. One of the reasons that someone like Paulina, who's so smart and knows all these things about what someone is, I've literally not, I don't even know where I would go to start to find like a literary paper about Disney princesses. Paulina's like, I know someone. <laughs> like, like <laughs> the reason that this messes people up on the internet and the reason it feels like it's not a cult is because they co-opt arguments that already exist. By doing this, it seems more legitimate. And, you know, by, you know, he even says... In this, like he's not a regurgitator. He keeps saying this in this whole thing, but of course he is just regurgitating stuff. Because if we want to have a debate about movies, uh, he's not going to do so well because mm-hmm. he's not watching mm-hmm. it. And so why it's screwing you up is you want to be like, well, here's the things that do screw people up about Disney movies. It's all, and and I, I really like going through this interview in detail because it's like it's all a manipulation. It's all yeah. just a manipulation, and it's not meant to actually engage. They're brainwashed. It's a cult. It's not a real conversation about Disney movies. It's whatever they can say to move the needle forward, to move to move the goalpost away, move the needle forward, move the goalpost. Tune in, tune out, sign up, log in today, vote at AmericanIdol.com. Whatever they can do to get that going. That's what they'll say. This isn't a real discussion about it because he didn't form his own opinion like he did on video games. Scanning is just, 
you know, you just look for whatever when you're in a mental health state, you just look for whatever helps you. You look for whatever helps your argument to stay in this irrational um, emotion. And I thought that that's what's going on here. Yeah, it's it's super interesting because I feel like MGTOWs feel as though they're touting this philosophy that is like groundbreaking and new and original and something that you so poignantly put out is like this is regurgitation the the, the insistence on not being a regurgitator is only cementing the idea in our heads that he's a regurgitator right it's like the more you tell someone not to do something they're gonna do it yeah remember Um, he's upset essentially it's really important to hear. I don't think we have any clips of the regurgitation because he says it every once in a while. But essentially, I'll ask him about something like this Disney princess thing. And he'll say, I'm not a good regurgitator. So what you may think that means, again, as an, as an original thinking person, is he's, he's not good at retaining information. What it really means in terms of a cult is he, didn't, he thought this moment was going to go really well of regurgitating this stuff and no understanding it and being able to say it in the same way that people in the video say it and he's failing if he was a good regurgitator he feels the interview mm. would go well it isn't i'm not a good regurgitator so therefore i have to know things you know more by the the whole narrative of the thing or on my own timeline or based on this thing no he's not saying he's saying oh if only i was a good regurgitator this wouldn't be going so bad so right. that that's that's the key distinction here that that needs to be uh brought up is he wants to be a regurgitator. He's failing at it. Um, and they practice these things. We've heard this from lots of cult experts. Uh, Hoyt Richards told us about it, and uh, Rachel Bernstein has told us about it. Is They, 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 they practice this jargon. Um, and Hoyt tells a great story, which you'll hear on this podcast later, about not doing so good in that, in that confrontation, in that chance to tell somebody they're wrong about your cult. A lot of pressure. <laughs> Well, speaking of pressure, there's a deep hurt going on here. That's why this is an intervention, not an interview. This guy is in pain, and that's the reason I'm doing it. He changed over the years. And now we're going to get into confirmation bias in terms of how this person now sees the world and how they would see success in the world. And at about 51 minutes, we hear them talking about what what if someone approached you? What if, what would it take for you to give up being not being in a relationship. Oh, we should mention that too. If you haven't been listening all the way through, MGTOWs don't believe in marriage, cohabitation. They don't sleep with any women. They don't have uh, sex, I believe, unless with a prostitute. And they don't masturbate. And you found a way to create security. And why doesn't it affect your life? You don't tell anyone about this belief. You've told me that off camera. Mm-hmm. Because you don't believe people will be with you if you say this belief. Oh, they're staunchly against it. Staunchly. Well, there you go. If it was a belief that actually made you feel secure, you would share it. I mean, if I started talking about this to a lot of people, it would just ruffle a lot of feathers. You know, like I talk about this with my family and they're like for a while, it was like really, it was a really rough go, the back and forths we have. Um, But like trying to bring it up in like social circles would be a tremendous mistake. Uh, Is this the first time you're considering that as a possibility? I mean, usually the girls that flirt with me, I don't like, I'm not attracted to them. I'm not attracted to them. So, I mean, I'll be, I'll usually politely let them down or, uh, so, you, I mean, so, so, so let's be clear here in a fictional scenario, you, uh-huh. you're rejecting women in a fictional <laughs> scenario. When being told to create a dream woman that approaches you, I see a deep hurt and it doesn't, no, no, no. T- and I'm not being, I want to make this clear to the video. I am not being a psychologist here. The scenario you set up is surely no one I find attractive would ever hit on me and has never and will this, never. Well, so, I, I, so, mean, I just have high standards for women for what I, you know, what I would like. What, what, is, I, it what, you I'm attracted to. what is it you want? Describe this Six woman. or above. Six or above. I don't know what that means. I'm not you. The people so, so describe. No, they don't. No, genuinely, they don't. Describe <laughs> it. Six describe the woman from head to toe. Is it a physical thing? This has nothing to do with emotional things. Uh, we can go face, body, personality. Six across the board. Six uh, out of ten across uh, the board. The face, ridiculousness body. that you think this is so genius of you to not say. What does their face look like? I have the editing control here. Not riddled with acne. No acne. Fat. Okay. So no acne. What else? Even, even eye width. Symmetrical you know, like face. Symmetrical face. That's big. Um, what size uh, is their nose? 
Not big. Okay. Petite. Yeah. What's, what do their lips look like? Again, I will cut out every answer I find stupid. It's not a real answer. And you know what's interesting? And now I'm going to get upset at you as your friend. You don't know how to answer your own fucking questions. How's that sound? You don't know you're, you're afraid to answer even to yourself. You're in an intimate, anonymous setting, and you won't even say what you want. And that I'm should just, speak volume. That should be, speak. You cannot do it. You're incapable of actually talking about the emotions you'd like in a woman. You, you, you're incapable of it. So when asked, you deflect with a joke. When asked, you deflect with a joke. Okay, what am I attracted to? I, I said 6 out of 10 because, uh, you know, if there's a girl walking down the street that most guys want to hit, I'm right there in the average, uh, guy, you know, guy pool in terms of what we like. You don't, don't talk like. to other men. So change your answer again. I'm asking, I'm speaking directly to you, sir. Your inner conscious, and this Here's is how me. I know. This Here's is my me. Data. As your, listen for a second. Here's my this data. is me, and this is the thing I'm trying to get people to do on the internet. It's not to be mean to you, but to be but push in the right way to their friends that act this way. What is it you want? There's no data. There's no one else here. I'm talking to you as a close friend. What do you want? And if you can't answer it without comparing yourself to other people, there's a deep emptiness inside of you. What do you want? What does this woman look like? I did not know about that uh, minor addendum that they can have sex, but only if they pay for it. Yeah, it's almost a roadmap to creating like abuse towards women because the implication is never legal prostitution or safe sex work. It's it's not porn. Right. It's not cam porn. It's it's like very clearly like the cheapest prostitute you can find. Right. It's it's not taking the integrity of the sex worker in mind and treating her like a human being. It's I can pay her so I can use her. Right. Kind of no, thing. like like not kind of thing. I can pay her. She is she is up front with her idea of wanting to manipulate me to get money to have sex with me. So therefore, I'm comfortable with that exchange and that maybe even if it's illegal, I can kind of get away with it more. Um and, and she'll be... I, You know, I, I would be interested in talking to a sex worker about specifically that addendum because I think, obviously, sex work is valid work and there is clearly a market for it and there has been since the beginning of humankind. Um, and I just, I worry that these dudes are being unleashed uh, on sex workers, quite frankly. We'll get to what they actually do in real life a little bit later down the line. Because <laughs> um, I also got a lot of comments when we got to comments of, you know, well, I have five Ferraris and I bang six prostitutes a night, um, and yet I'm commenting on this dinky YouTube video to correct me. So, if you had six Ferraris and six prostitutes, I think you wouldn't go on YouTube. I think there would be <laughs> a lot more interesting things to do. For example, you be more busy. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, he has this weird speech about if someone approached them and he decides girls, girls who I like don't I, th that he doesn't like them. Um, yeah. And we get into the thing of numbers here. Uh, you know, I think I've said it before, but I'll say it again. The guy saying that women are calculating are putting numbers on women. <laughs> Like what? A literal, a literal calculation. A literal calculation. Yeah, I think that's the funniest thing in the world. Um, like the cognitive dissonance, the sort of mental gymnastics that is required mm -hmm. to condone that in yourself. I mean, I'm having one of those days where I'm just flustered by these dudes. Yeah, everyone is flustered by these dudes. And, and the thing is, is like, it's a line, right? And that's what we're trying to show about these groups on the internet. There's a line where usually what we can do is laugh at everything they say and say, wow, this is so stupid. But the fact is, is that you can do that about any cult. And what we're trying to do here is show that the internet is a place where, um, you know, it's easy to fall into the idea that if I yell about this person, if I yell at this person, then it fixes the issue. Um, and speaking of cognitive dissonance, let's play this next clip uh, where it really shows it's not an interview and I get pretty frustrated. Um, and we're going to play sort of the whole thing here that goes all the way up to um, uh, it, the line, it would be nice to have a sustainable relationship with a woman. Um, 
Because I think you're afraid. You're afraid of saying that there's a version out there in which you're happy because it wrecks this whole stupid philosophy you have. And this is the way you should be mean to people who are your friends who feel this way. So, yeah, I get this is I get emotional in the in this. Yeah. How do you feel about rewatching? I say my only regret in this investigation is not looking up what an intervention is. Uh, Mm -hmm. That is my only regret. But at the same time, this dude just acted horribly towards me and would always be frustrated and would always get flustered. His whole life changed and it became like babysitting in a way that was not caring for the person. It was like, wow, like you would do something nice for them and then they would yell at you for somehow doing something Mm. nice or whatever. And I'm trying to point out to him in this first half of the interview, like you're brainwashed because speaking of cognitive dissonance. The more important thing here in this transition to what you're saying nicely is like the more important thing here isn't he has this sexist standard for women clearly based on almost nonsense. He can't say what he's attracted to. You know, he can't say what what he wants. He when confronted about it, he can't he can't actually say it uh, uh, to me. Um, And I get pretty upset trying to get him to admit what do you want? What What is it that you want? We talked about in another episode, he says BMI instead of like skinny, which is already weird for a lot of women. But like you want to say BMI because it tricks us into thinking it's scientific, not that it's mm. not that it's just a preference. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think obviously it's a very emotional moment. And I think I dodged the question, this... didn't I? It's an intervention. Yeah, you did. It's an intervention. Yeah. And I'm upset. And I'm upset. And like me showing my emotion to show how far gone this person is, is, is like part of it. And like, I don't feel bad that I was going to show emotion to somebody who hurt me. And like, if anything, that shows men that like, you're allowed to be upset. And that's not like me getting upset is not the bad thing. Me then, me then like telling someone I I was hurt by it and that like they hurt me. That's a good thing. It's this person not admitting they're in pain or scapegoating that pain that's even more painful we have to pretend that they're okay Mm -hmm. yeah i think that would be i mean it's i mean it's definitely very clear that you're hurt and i think it's it's important to distinguish that this in fact was not a formal interview right like this isn't like how you conduct yourself in a journalistic space like this is like a hurt person and um you know it's 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 hard to sit with it's hard to sit with but i think specifically in this arena there needs to be more outrage there needs to be more you know outbursts that are specifically like you are wrong sir like come on um you are wrong and, and 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 you are wrong on a personal level i think that that was really important here was he's trying to present this philosophy as if if he presents the philosophy perfectly then i can't disagree with him it's like okay Mm. great if if at the end of the day i go you can think all these things you can think all these things. You can, you know, even this rating women. Well, he's a MGTOW. He doesn't want to sleep with a woman. So why are you rating women? Uh, you know, if you think that I'm somehow going to be against you, well, then why, uh, why, why are you being mean to me if I'm not being against you? If I've done nothing to stop you thus far, I've let you just be an ass towards me. What have I done? You know, what have I done to you? He has nothing. He has nothing that says he's day. It's the it's the logic of a cult is that is that although cults seem really illogical, or at least this cult I could say, it seems really illogical. The logic is what actually keeps them from being illogical. It keeps them in the illogical mm. state that they're like, oh, you know, this is I, I'm MGTOW, so this is how I, I understand everything. I understand everything. So therefore, the crazy thing, and now you have to believe both. Uh, you know, that, that's the essence of it. And speaking of crazy let's go to probably paulina's favorite quote about me bring, being a genie and what do i bring this anonymous <laughs> migtow mila kunis i'm a genie i bring you women what do you want what okay. do you want uh mila kunis you know mila kunis yeah so okay so what if mila kunis gains weight how much so she, you would dump mila kunis if she gained weight if she gained enough yes so you're in a happy relationship with Mila Kunis and you would dump her because 
she was. Know. It really depends on how things would go, man. If she like really proves value, if she really provides value to me in some other ways. What would value look like? I don't know. Uh, energy, enthusiasm, effort in the relationship. That'd be nice. So what happens when you don't have energy and enthusiasm in the relationship? Does anyone take care of you? Do they take well, care of you when you're down? Me. She'll, that, that's how it usually, so, you know. So the only version of which there's a successful relationship is where both people have no need for the other. Oh. First of all, Mila Kunis is perfect. She's everyone's ideal woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Easy choice. Easy, choice. easy, easy choice. That being said, I would also take her in any form. Yeah. In any form, if she turned into a magical donut, I would still try to court her. You know what I mean? Like, she's, she's sex personified. Um, yeah, I... <laughs> but 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 see this is the thing is like what you're what you like like i would love to go through this as like almost an exercise right now what are you feeling you want to say right now about th this interaction what am i feeling i just i there was a stu someone told me a study and this is getting into personal territory uh my ex-boyfriend always told me that he saw me in body parts and not in my entirety. And it was so objectifying and painful to be like, oh, yeah, I only see you as tits and ass, but I only want the tits. Right. Um, and supposedly I've, I read a study that men see women or sexual objects. So not specifically women, but their partners in body parts. And women see their partners as like whole. It's usually more emotional. It's it's influenced. It's more holistic, um, and it's just kind of kind of making me think about that sort of powerless feeling of like, oh, you're just like seg segmenting my body so that I will be palatable to you in some weird way, and it's it's kind of comforting to know like that even Mila Kunis isn't safe from that like especially so, like i can't imagine let's break down this sentence and this is the instinct of people is to look and this we've talked about this before the dog on the leash analogy and i'll use this all the time what you want to do is look at whatever we're not going to check the study it's more about the emotion of this study either way but what you want to do is take the work that people have done, social scientists, feminists, just comedians, writers, philosophers, to try and explain the years that have divided men and women and, and to explain how you as a woman, as someone who may have struggled with weight, as someone who may have struggled with relationships, how you can contextualize that and move forward every single day without literally ripping your organs out. Now, <laughs> now that's the normal instinct. And what we're trying to point out, and I'm going to be, a, is that that world of logic and fixing the bridge between men and women is the, is the long leash of the dog of this problem. That makes it seem like what this person is saying is so utterly normal because of how much sexism there is in the world. I'll say, I'll be like a dead horse. I'll say this every episode. So he only goes a little bit farther. So to your mind. Someone who's had to deal with these problems in the world, as a lot of us do to different extents, you say, I'm going to look at the way that I contextualize this problem at large. Instead of thinking it isn't, it isn't a conversation, I think of like the time when Kevin makes Jim answer who's hotter on the office. You know, like it isn't just gross, normal male sexness, right? Because the caveat mm -hmm. of it is not... Me, oh well, Mila Kunis's face is so pretty, but her, her, you know, oh, she's she was she was she, she had that baby and she looked different, you know, nothing gross like that, or like, oh, I want her skin color to be different, and then at the end of it, this gross guy is more attracted to Mila Kunis than, you know, I don't know, Brooke Shields. Um, so you like that reference, everyone? Go ahead, I take did. that I, home in your I lunch. Really That's a free that. gift. Everyone, look <laughs> look under your seats. There's a Brooke Shield reference in everyone's in everyone's pockets. Um, <laughs> So, so it's not that. Remember, that's the long leash of misogyny that they are riding on to make sure that you don't get them. The answer is, even Mila Kunis is not sexually attractive to me because he doesn't understand what the relationship is. Now, listen, listen, I want to play this last part again so people will hear it. Um, and, and Paulina won't know what last part it is, so I'll, I'll, 
I'll explain it to her as well. It's the part he's saying, like, that if Mila Kunis gains weight, then he's not with her. She gained enough, yes. So you're in a happy relationship with Mila Kunis, and you would dump her because... She I don't was, know. It, it really depends on how things would go, man. If she like really proves value, if she really provides value to me in some other ways. What would value look like? I don't know. Uh, energy, enthusiasm, effort in the relationship. That'd be nice. So, what happens when you don't have energy and enthusiasm in the relationship? Does anyone take care of you? Do they take well, care she'll of you when you're down? Me. She'll, that, that's how it usually. So, you know. so the only version of which there's a successful relationship is where both people have no need for the other. You're, so. The, the, the point the point is not that Mila Kunis can't be fat either. The point is, is that inherently these people are suffering from a brainwashing that doesn't teach them the nature of a relationship. That doesn't teach them like, oh, the point of being with someone is like, if I gain weight, if I lose weight, if I whatever, that this person is going to help me through whatever it is I'm going with. Because otherwise, there really is no point other than to buy the most expensive vibrator on the market and not talk to anyone. <laughs> And that and that's what they don't get is like they don't they don't understand the love element of it. The I mean not even love, the the the, the friendship element of it. They don't understand relationships in this way and, and that's being reinforced by the brainwashing from from what we see. So it isn't Mila Kunis has to be hotter. It has to be no yeah. matter what, even Mila Kunis will not attract me to 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 being in a relationship or if I gain weight, Mila Kunis will be here. And I even ask him, what happens if you're sad? Do they leave because they don't like sad people? You know, it's it's brainwashing. And that's actually, it's a very interesting technique. It's almost like the technique of baiting in martial arts, where by mm. making you think the situation, or, 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 or I guess feigning is a good one. A feigning is the idea of you put your arm up to punch and you block, right? And so you block, Paulina, but because you're blocking, then I can actually hit you or I can move away or I can do whatever I want because what you're preparing mm. for is to get punched. So it's like, it's like, it's not actually, it's actually trying to make you think it's a different offensive thing than what it, than what it is, than what the problem is. And it's kept us away from calling this a cult for all these years. Um, mm. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to not immediately just like get in my feelings, I, f I find when it comes to this content, because it's, it's so it, it does require a whole different mindset. And like, every time I try to like, use my brain and like, think it through, <laughs> it's just like, not, it's not the same frequency. It's like a radio and they're on AM and I'm on FM, you know? <laughs> Did you like that radio reference, young people? You don't own one, do you? Have you heard? Have you heard of radio? Oh. Probably not. Uh, but they're on Sirius <laughs> and I'm on YouTube app. So, uh, <laughs> what, what? yeah, you can't. And, and the number one thing that people have told me when I ask, how do you do it? When I ask Rick Ross, Rachel Bernstein, Joe from, from as a consultant to ICSA, how do you actually get through these people? And they're just like, patience. You know, we kind of think that like by making an internet comment in a positive way, which I also don't agree with, that that will make the person feel good. We think that making a, an internet comment in a negative way will make them feel bad, but it's persistence in both of these issues that actually make a difference on whether you brainwash or whether you lift someone up. Rick Ross's process takes three uninterrupted days to get someone out of a cult. Not three days, wow. not three sessions, three uninterrupted days. And if they get to the third day without having contacted the cult at all, it is a 90% success rate. But three days of intensive work in, in deprogramming yourself to this without outside contact to a source that's agreeing with it. Not one comment. And so in, a, in order to understand how much they've been brainwashed, realize how many comments all these people make and realize how long, like this person's living with MGTOW every day and is bringing that brainwashing around with them. And we're trying to logic it out in a second. But I'm so happy he makes a confusing statement because right after, we're going to play this quote about stoicism that really shows what I'm talking about. I'm training myself to be cold to all of that. I don't care. I don't think you actually are. I don't think you're actually taking some Vulcan stoicism attitude towards this. I, I mean, all. that's literally a big part of it. Stoicism is a big part of it. So, yeah, I try and practice it. I try not to let things affect me. I just... Maintain indifference. What does stoicism have to do with being upset about women's place in the world? If you were stoic, no, you would care, be right. indifferent I, to everything. I know, and I know, you're I know. not. 
your belief is based on hatred. And hatred is not stoic. The ideal of the stoic is that nothing affects them. Right. They are what we call in, in, in fantasy lore, high mm -hmm. elves. Mm -hmm. They are affected no, by nothing. If I was, I'm not claiming to be stoic. I you just claimed to be stoic. Your philosophy has <laughs> nothing to it. And I don't want people to see this and say he's yelling at him to prove his point. This is someone I know. And I'm yelling at him so that he answers like a real person. <laughs> so, did you hear the quote, everyone? He forgets at the end that he said he was stoic. At the beginning of the, of the quote, I ask him, or he says he's stoic because that's the response. That he's like... That that's the that's the response he's having is he wants to convince me because I say stoicism and I go oh you know stoicism that's a thing out there yes I'm that because you'll leave me alone and then once I say okay well that you're not really being stoic he's like I never said I was stoic he said it a sentence earlier so it shows you what we're dealing we're dealing with people that just want to scapegoat and there's there's a lot of complicated stuff that better cult experts answer but you just need to realize like. All their arguments make as much sense as I'm stoic and then I'm not stoic. As soon as it's yeah. a bad thing, I mean, I'm not stoic. It reminds me, my ex-boyfriend's coming up a lot. This Girl! This uh, I got the tea. Look, look, um, I don't care. This podcast, this podcast is about a sexist group. If this whole thing becomes me and you doing girl talk, like I'm, I'm into it. You know what I mean? Like, tell me. what was Beautiful. It? Yeah. I'm here for it. Um, How did he smell? He, I don't know what girls talk about. <laughs> Like grass and linen. Oh, I had a grass and linen boyfriend once. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Again, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, I, he, you know, he would say that he was a Buddhist and that helped him, you know, detach from feeling attached to our relationship. And <laughs> hearing this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So this. I'm kind a Christian, of so you'll die way. anyway. So I had sex with the girl next door. Look, we'll all go to the kingdom <laughs> well, of heaven he, and you have to forgive me. So yeah, I banged the news lady. Yeah, whatever. Well, exactly. It's it's using these ideas to condone shitty behavior. It's like, no, you're not detached. You're just being an asshole and emotionally withholding. Mm -hmm. Like, no, you're not a stoic. You just want to pretend that you don't care because you care more than everybody else. Now, we've had this conversation before, so let's just repeat it. I've read exactly zero stoic books. Apparently, Marcus Aurelius is a big stoic guy, uh, but from from my very I'll be honest again. Who in the fuck is Marcus Aurelius? Was he in one of the Shakespeare plays? I don't fucking remember. Is that the Latin singer? Who's that? All I know is that he's dead. Mark uh, Antony is who it. I'm thinking of. <laughs> Wasn't he married to J Lo? J did is J Lo a stoic? Because I feel like she oh maintained, no matter what she went through, that steely gaze of being Jenny from the block. And that's like so hard to like ignore all your emotions and be like, I am one. I am Jenny from the block. I am nothingness. It turns out J-Lo is the stoicest stoic. I have read zero. Did you like that? I, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I... <laughs> stoicest stoic. Say that five times fast. Uh, Peter Piper um, picked a pep of penis peppers. Um, yeah, I don't think they're reading books about stoicism. I don't think they're finishing books. They don't finish reading their own comments. So I don't, I just honestly, I'm being honest with you. When they claim they read books, they're not reading books. When they claim they understand a philosophy, it's because they heard it somewhere else. You know, it's again, mm -hmm. like, I'm just, I'm just trying to show for people. You just did the same trap. You're, you're trying to assume every time you've talked about this before. You're trying to assume every time that they're, that they're there. You're trying to figure yeah. out what they know about stoicism. They heard the word. I suggested it, and it was a good thing. He's a stoic. I say it's a bad thing. I'm not a stoic. I know yeah. everything about it. I'm a stoic. And then I know, I know, oh, no, it's bad. I oh, I don't even know what that is. I don't like stoicism. It's it's not it's not real. This will probably be our last clip because I really want to dig into it. Um, this quote about. Uh, a, a few quotes here will play about him kind of admitting uh, that it's not working. There is seem to be some breaking down going on just to show you that me being emotional is working. Here's this one about the philosophy being wrong. Everyone in their life right now is wrong about something or can change something. 
to make their life better. Some attitude. It happens to people every single day. In your version, you are what I call the Dr. House effect. You're never wrong because you believe you're always reading people. And I think this is creating a deep hurt in you, but it's creating a lot of security in you as well. This he says it 54 seconds. Uh, can I say one thing? 54 minutes. Uh, getting into a relationship with flying to the face of his ideology. Right about like, one th okay, can I just say one quick thing? Uh, me entering a successful relationship would totally, you're right, it would totally fly into the face of the ideology I've created for myself. And he admits that. Um, I'm training myself to be cold to all of that. I don't care. Um, and then when I specifically point out that if there's hurt in him, he admits, yeah, he's hurting. And this comes to a point of, uh, of uh, looking pathetic. Presented right here with the chance to say you don't care about women or men or society or dogs or, or cats or walruses or anything. You chose to cling on to your anti-women stuff. That shows a deep hurt. Are you hurting is my question. There is hurt there. Yeah. There is hurt there. And if you, and if, if, if that's, if that makes me look pathetic in some certain way and like, oh, that's the explanation for... Who says this looks pathetic? People that, will see this as looking... It. I'm not trying to make it look pathetic. You are the greatest enemy in mental health is yourself. I've said, I'm your friend. I think you're in pain. Let me help you. Your response is, you want to make my beliefs look like I'm weak. No. I want to make you stronger. It's, it's so challenging the idea of vulnerability. I think ultimately, and Brene Brown writes about this, how vulnerability uh, is actually, you know, a superpower. And through opening yourself up, you can uh, air out shame and transform uh, through being vulnerable. And I, you know, it, it makes sense that they can't really truly be vulnerable because they, they claim to believe in this one singular thing. And yet they this guy, this person, I won't say this guy, I don't know if he's a guy, but I'm going to assume. I'm as assuming. Yeah. Um, but it, it would be hard to be vulnerable if you couldn't articulate past what you're just simply repeating. Mm -hmm. And and it, it, it to me it was interesting because there is all this, this, this evaluating of the relationships and what really shows, you know, a lot of times when, when we talk about this being a cult, the number one thing that someone in the cult will say is, well, what are we believing that's so crazy? I, I think sometimes method to the madness and the madness of the method can be indicators of really how crazy something is. You know, you've seen that before, you know, you, you go over to your parents' house and it's like, okay, well, it does. it's not the fact that you're trying to get the lasagna sheets down from the top shelf, Ma. It's because you're like using that broken broom and there's like glass up there and you're going to get glass on your face poking at the thing. It's, it's the method to get to the thing. And it's even the result, the desired result. They're analyzing relationships. Is that so bad? They're saying that sometimes people are selfish in relationships. Is, is, is that so bad? No, but you're doing all of this analysis to prove to yourself that relationships aren't worth it. I mean, that's yeah. a crazy way to prove that. That's a, that's a crazy way to prove that. <laughs> that. That because there's all this mess in it, that somehow that's, that, that, that by finding the cons and that you understand it, you can't be both, right? You cannot fully claim that you totally understand every single relationship on planet Earth and that you understand how women... And again, they don't understand homosexuals. They don't understand asexuals. They don't understand anything other than being a straight male, a straight cisgendered male. Uh, they don't understand and they don't, quite under, or they don't claim to understand and they don't understand that very well. But you can't be both, right? You can't be like, I understand everything about how women want to date. Therefore... It's impossible <laughs> because yeah. because yeah. clearly it's possible. Clearly there's people doing it. So it's this childish thing. I, I think I've used this analogy before. The kid that's scared of the park. They're not scared. They don't know what the park is or I don't like peas. It's as simple as I don't like peas. Have you had peas? Of course I don't have peas. I don't want them. They're disgusting. Well, I'm, I'm not going to eat right. them. It's, it's childish. Well, it's also this this pseudo empowerment, right? It's like I'm removing myself from this equation because 
I, I need to do this for myself. And what I need is no relationship. And it's like, but you're doing this based on on a false premise. You're doing this based on the idea that women are evil and you're you're projecting them to be this one-dimensional sea witch. And, and you know, I, I think ultimately probably a lot of these people have negative encounters with women and so part of it is informed by lived experience. And I'm not going to say that there aren't women who can be mean because hello, <laughs> have you met me? Um <laughs> no. but it's just it's it's stripping them of their humanity. Yeah. And and uh, I think that if I'm going to chime in, it's something that we could probably say about being people that are crazy. You know, we are equally crazy and have <laughs> just gotten out of it slightly or enough to make it look like, you know, everybody's nuts. Like, it's not like anyone's. <laughs> I always, one of my favorite jokes in comedy, maybe you can agree with me, is when like Family Guy does it a lot when they make adults act like kids. Because it's like, uh, you're not, you don't get any, guys, just listen to me. You don't get more mature. Like, you don't. You yeah. are always acting like a kid. Like, you just always are. And, like, I I think that, like, there's this thing of, yeah, well, yeah, let's start with some stats we find later down the line. A lot were victims of abuse. We know that one in six men are victims of abuse. A lot do, do have a hard time with some element of, of their comfortability or sexuality or going through a mental health crisis. A lot have been in or out of treatment or refusing treatment uh, right now. Um, we learned from the Men's Resource Center in Michigan that the majority of the way that men are sent to that clinic is by court order. So, And there's a big resistance mm. of men to get mental health help. But on top of that, remember, mental health. If you are, I'll say this as an inspiration to the other crazos out there, that's the term we prefer for people with diagnoses. <laughs> Please use the words we want. <laughs> We're crazy. I hear, I hear politicians Hello. and people say this all the time. They go, oh, someone with mental health, or please, it's crazy American. Uh, n- <laughs> nut job center. That's what I want to be called having OCD. Please. I love, I love crazy. <laughs> I'm going to get that tattooed on my forearm. So, yeah, well, I, I think they should start making me wear a bracelet for it. But the, but the point is, is that please, as someone though. with the diagnosis, it does you you this is even an immature way to think of hurt. You don't need evidence. Listen, mental health. You don't need evidence. You don't actually need trauma to be a victim of mental health. Sometimes that's what causes certain conditions, but if it happens to you in your mind for the sake of mental health, for the sake of fixing the damage of mental health, that's it. That's all we're talking about, fixing the damage. It's there. You don't yeah. need evidence. These people, I believe, think that maybe if, if, and we hear this from an interview down the line, if I tell you what hurt I have, you would side with me. I was like, well, I side with you because you are fucking nuts and I want you to get help. That's why I'm siding with you. I don't care what all the, it's like this thing of like someone has to have evidence that something, and you see it in movies all the time. It has to be that the only person with PTSD can be like the greatest war hero. It's like, well, what if I just have PTSD? Can I just have PTSD for you to have empathy for me? And I think that that's part of like saying something to people that is like important is like, uh, you know, we have a dietitian on. You don't have to be, you know, outwardly fat looking to have anorexia. You don't have to. It's in your mind. A lot of a lot of it. A lot of it is in your mind. You don't have to have a trauma to prove to me you need help from a doctor. And I think that's a big part of it. They ha- it has it can't be. I've had bad experience. I-, I took these bad experiences, whatever they may be, to heart. It can't be that. It 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 has to be that they're that all over. It's bad, and there's this there's this thing that's happening, and you won't believe me. You know. Yeah, that reminds me of. Um, I I, f- <laughs> I fight my, with my brothers mm-hmm. a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, you're talking about just having brothers. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, the, we were born at the same time. It's it's a lot of tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but ultimately, something that we get in a fight a lot about is my brother. One of my brothers specifically feels as though I'm not listening, and that I don't understand mm. when he's bringing something forward. And something that I like to distinguish is that I understand and I'm listening. I just don't agree, mm. and I think there's. It, that's something we don't talk about enough is that you can understand someone's perspective without agreeing with okay, them. Okay, now let me do let me do my best, Doctor Phil again. Now, Paulina, have you considered that 
maybe he just needs to hear. It's not that he doesn't want you to disagree. He needs to hear. He needs to feel like you're listening before you disagree. He won't. Maybe it's not disagree. Yeah, but, yeah. Maybe he's feeling dismissed. I'm not going to ship her off to a 90-day boot camp for you to get a break. This week on Dr. Phil. <laughs> she sent $25,000 to Manabah. For, for a quarter million dollars, you can buy an airplane. These are all part of Dr. Phil's promotion. I am a big fanboy. No, I mean, I mean, we don't, A, we don't have to agree. But the, the idea here is... Um, and I say this because, A, like I'm so smart and like I'm not having the exact argument with people about being heard and disagreeing and yelling. Like, I'm totally with you, Paulina. I've been on both sides of it. Like, like I don't want, I hate it when people like give good and say something wise and it's like, well, why do you know? It's like when people know their IQ, it's like, don't you usually have to be like, you know, they, they think okay, you're crazy no. to know your IQ? And <laughs> literally anytime anyone cites their IQ, it's because they're stupid. I'm going to stand by that. <laughs> well, but, well, but the other thing about IQs too is, is like, I, the only people that I know that have got IQ tests is like if someone was really worried about their IQ. Do you know what I mean? Like someone was like, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like at a court trial. You know what I mean? Like, like, like why are you getting so yeah. many IQ tests? But, but, and it's, it's, a, it's a mean way to act about intelligence. But, but I'm saying I don't like it when people are like, you know, they say something wise as if, like, the, and now I'm the smart person. Like, obviously, I'm yelling at people about the same exact shit. But, like, the reason I bring it up in this case of, like, feeling heard as opposed to being disagreed with is there is a thing here of caterwauling um, in mm. order to be heard. And the best advice we got on talking to these people is Rachel Bernstein, my hero. Uh, she, she said, when I talk to a kid, I say to them, if they have an anger problem or even just a tone problem, they say, all I'm hearing is you're yelling and mm. I can't hear you. And so the reason these people are doing this is they genuinely don't feel heard. And that's a big part of it. And I think that this caterwauling and like, again, you're falling into it, Paulina. You're like, well, me and my brothers have these intense arguments about politics and life. And sometimes I get so frustrated that I, I feels like I have to agree with him and, and yada, yada, yada. That's not what's going on here. Imagine your brother, you know, would just say shit for you to hear him. Would just say shit so that you start paying attention to him. You know, it's yeah. it's it's it is the classic trap of this, you know, and and in order to give you that advice, I had to have gone through a lot of like, hmm, interesting. Like, like that's something that I was able to do in the comments section. We'll talk about it later. That like is hard to do in real life and was impossible to do with these MGTOWs until we formed a strategy. It was like, hmm, interesting. Can, can you explain it? And instantly, even for a MGTOW, that feeling of like no one's listening to me would go away. Even though mm. obviously, for example, I don't believe that we should uh, invoke Sharia law or take away women's right to vote. Uh, specifically the elements of Sharia law involving women being property. I didn't so much agree with that as much as I found it abhorrent, <laughs> but I had to muster the strength to be like, hmm, can you explain that? And the conversation would yeah. would tone down as much as a conversation about making women property and taking away their right to vote can be. But if you want, if you want to be heard by these people, A impossible task let's start right there there are some people that this is not they're just not going to listen but if you want them to feel heard that's that is possible that is possible and i do i do think that's a a little bit of a lesson we can apply to all the MGTOWs in our lives and then but paulina don't worry you can still be the bigger person if you do this technique because then you'll be like yes you, i gave you that because i related you to a MGTOW. i found you very much like a MGTOW, <laughs> and so you're welcome my brother's going to listen to this and, and quietly stew and then bring it up in like six years. <laughs> you're again, so. you're talking about having siblings. Uh, so <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's tease next episode um, because you wouldn't believe it, but science is fake. There is some validity to that. And I think the evolution of this kind of thinking is that I eventually don't care. But right now I do care. I, you know, I... I'm exposed to examples, you know, these YouTubers, they talk, they bring up examples of... Are you a flat earther? Cases. No. Why? All that evidence is on YouTube. There's plenty of evidence I, you know, to I the contrary. I haven't seen any of that. I haven't seen any of that. Okay. 
Do you believe and in Bigfoot? And I'll have to weigh that against the evidence I've seen. Do you I believe in Bigfoot or any other cryptids? Uh, you know, I haven't really got into that. Um, maybe okay. there is a Bigfoot. I, now, I really... what uh, I can send you sex scientists. Mm-hmm. Will you believe them if you read it? I'll, cons- I'll consider what why? they say. Why wouldn't you believe that? Excuse me. This is why I'm trying to prove brainwashing to you. Why mm-hmm. would you not believe a reputable scientist? Okay, you know what? I guess I would. I guess I would believe the evidence they present. Yes. Okay. If I send you something, mm-hmm. will you read it and get back? How long to is me? it? How long is it? I'll find a short study. Great. I'll find a short Love study. It. Do you Love believe it. that sex is a spectrum? That sexuality is a spectrum? You mean like gay, straight? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I came from a sex scientist. So. How do you, how do you, how do you qualify that in your mind right now? I mean, okay, first of all, the whole, I, I, I guess I'm anonymous and I really hope this is anonymous enough. Yeah, you won't. I hope this is anonymous because I know your girlfriend's going to fucking hear it. She knows who I am. All this bullshit. No, you know, you know what my girlfriend knows? My girlfriend knows how I... If you or someone you know has experienced a hashtag cult, is trapped in a hashtag cult, or you have been affected by any group mentioned in this show, go to hashtagcult.org for resources or to get in touch with the show. We want to hear your story.